Hi, everybody. Jimmy Young here. I'm so glad that you could take a few moments to join us as we take a look at the book. The subject today, Satan, Demons, and the End Times. That's the title, by the way, of a five-hour audio series on CD that I have published so that you can better understand the satanic activities in the end times. This is a must study. You know, at the time of the first coming of Jesus Christ, there was much demonic satanic activity that took place. And at the second coming of Christ, that will be the case as well. Leading up to the rapture of the church, we'll see much satanic activity, demons, and they will all be associated with the end time scenario that can be found in Bible prophecy. You need to join us in our study, Satan's Demonic Deception. This is the fourth of the five-part series on Satan, demons, and the end times. Let's study together, and then I'll tell you how you can get your own copy. Right now, Satan's Demonic Deception. How does he do this? How does he, Satan, influence these world leaders? Go to chapter 10 of the book of Daniel. Daniel chapter 10 tells us how that all comes together. Daniel chapter 10. In Daniel chapter 10, following Daniel chapter 9, I'm not trying to be funny, that's almost a profound statement. Daniel 9 follows Daniel 10. I mean, Daniel 10 follows Daniel 9. <laughs> but Daniel chapter 9, we remember we discussed that Daniel had an uh, opportunity to have quiet time reading the book of Jeremiah. That caused him to fall upon his knees, confess his sin, gets his heart right with God, prays for his own people to get their hearts right with God. And after that, Daniel wants more. God in Daniel 9, 24 to 27, gives Daniel the 70 weeks of Daniel, a very key prophetic passage in the Word of God, a passage that you need to study thoroughly to understand. It tells exactly the time when the Messiah had to come. It's a great vehicle to witness to a Jewish friend. Daniel 9, 24, 25, and 26 lays out the exact time in history when Messiah has to come. In fact, it's the only passage of Scripture I know that uses the name Messiah. Messiah will be cut off at a certain point in history prior to the devastation of the city of Jerusalem and the destruction of the temple, which took place in 70 AD under the attack by the Roman army led by General Titus. Messiah had to be there. You tell your Jewish friend, look, your own ancient Jewish prophet, Daniel, said it. Now, who's your candidate for Messiah who was here before 70 A.D.? I've chosen Jesus. Might want to consider some of his qualifications for being the Messiah. Daniel 9, 27 talks about that seven-year period of time between the rapture of the church and the second coming of Jesus Christ. It's a key passage. And God lays that out for Daniel after he confesses his sin, gets his heart right with God. But he still wants more. So he decides that he's going to pray. He's going to pray in sackcloth and ashes. He's going to go without eating. He's going to go without even bathing. He wants to humble himself before the Lord. In the heavenlies, God's going to say, Son, my beloved Daniel, my beloved Daniel has a desire. I need you to go see him face to face. He's going to dispatch Jesus Christ, not an angel, Jesus Christ, to come to the earth. A pre-incarnate appearance 
of Jesus Christ to Daniel to lay out what else is going to happen. I mean, chapters 11 and 12 of the book of Daniel. Chapter 10, though, gives us the record. And he is going to be confronted by Jesus Christ. Verse 9, chapter 10. (coughs) Yet heard I the voice of his words, and when I heard the voice of his words, then was I in deep sleep on my face, and my face toward the ground. He heard the words of his Lord coming, because up here in verse 6 it said that his body also was like beryl, and his face had the appearance of lightning, his eyes were as the lamps of fire, and his arms and his feet like the color of polished brass, and the voice of his words like the voice of a multitude. That's almost word for word for what it says in Revelation chapter 1, where it describes the glorified, resurrected Jesus Christ. Talks about his eyes as flames of fire. His face, his countenance as the sun shineth in its very strength. His voice is the sound of many waters. This is Jesus Christ dispatched. Oh, we'll come to a possible problem and I'll explain it in a moment. This is Jesus Christ. This is how concerned God was getting information to Daniel about how Satan will empower human leaders to go against God's perfect will. And Daniel was upon his face, verse 10, and behold, a hand touched me, which set me upon my knees and upon the palms of my hands. And he said unto me, O Daniel, a man greatly beloved. Do you know there's never one negative statement made about Daniel in all of the word of God? Not one negative statement. As far as I know, there's only one other man in the Bible that you can say that about, Joseph. Of course, Jesus, but he was not only human. He was divine and human. This is a human man. Thy dearly beloved, O Daniel, a man greatly beloved. Understand the words that I speak unto thee, verse 11, and stand upright, for unto thee am I now sent. And when I had spoken this word, he he spoken this word unto me, I stood up trembling. Then he said unto me, Fear not, Daniel, for from, look at this, for from the first day that thou didst set thy heart to understand. Here's the first reason for studying prophecy. Daniel set his heart to understand what's going on and what's going to happen in the future. Then notice, here's the second reason for studying prophecy. And to chasten thyself before thy God. There are only two reasons for studying prophecy. Understand the times in which we're living and get our heart right with God as we understand those times. It's not to know who the Antichrist is. It's to know what is going to happen. And in light of that, getting our hearts ready for it to happen. And then he says, I came, I am come for thy words. Verse 13, but on the way, the prince of the kingdom of Persia withstood me one and 20 days, 21 days, three weeks. The prince of Persia held back Jesus Christ. How could that be Jesus Christ? That has to be a mortal angel that uh, could, no, 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 wait a minute. I ask you this question. Who could put Jesus Christ on a cross unless he wanted it to happen? No problem here. God allowed that to happen. Jesus lets that take place. He has a purpose. Daniel was praying. He wanted to watch Daniel pray for three weeks. 
He wanted to make Daniel was sure he was right. You know what prayer is? I'm so sick and tired of hearing people tell me what prayer is. Prayer does not change things. Don't you ever say that again. Prayer does not change things. Prayer changes me. If you don't believe that, you study Jesus' prayer in the Garden of Gethsemane. He said, don't let this happen. What was he talking about? He wasn't talking about going to the cross. He said, don't let this cup be poured out on me. Please take this cup from me. What was the cup he wanted taken from him? The fact that God would turn his face on him. What did he say on the cross? My God, why hast thou forsaken me? That's the cup. But you study that prayer. Three times he offers it. And the third time he's moved out of maybe his will to God's will. Prayer changes me. And that's what Jesus was watching happen. Prayer changing Daniel. And he comes to him after 21 days. He says, the prince of Persia withheld me. Then notice it says, but one of the prince of the prince Michael, who's an archangel. In other words, prince is another name for angel. Prince Michael helped me to take care of the prince of Persia. Well, if Prince Michael means an angel, the Prince of Persia must have been an angel. That is exactly right. It was an angel, an evil angel, which would become a demon because, see, an evil angel becomes a demon when he moves into a human body. That's why they call him a demon. And so it was that Satan from the first heaven dispatches an evil angel into one of the leaders, the world leaders of Persia. You want uh, a proof text of how that worked? Sometime you have a chance. Read the book of Esther. The book of Esther and the prince of Persia, his name is Haman. Haman, who convinced King Ahasuerus write out the law of the Medes and the Persians so that all the Jews will be killed. Do you see? The devil knows he has but a short time. He's going to intensify his persecution on the Jew. Thus you'll see continually persecution on the nation of Israel, on the Jewish people worldwide. Because Satan does has but a short time. That's the book of Revelation, chapter 12. He has but a short time. And so he, in that time period, in that time period, 2,400 years ago, he dispatches an evil angel, Satan does, into Haman. And Haman sets up a mode of operation to kill all the Jews, the prince of Persia. As we study God's Word, we become very aware of how Satan and his demons will play a role in the end times. That is the focus of this five-hour audio series, a portion of which we just listened to, that you need to have in your library. It will help you to understand the times in which we're living and the part that Satan and his demons will play in these end times. If you'd like to have your copy, you can call our toll-free number, 877-674-3298. Now, that's a toll-free number from across America, 
877-674-3298. Or go to our website, prophecytoday.com. Go to the shopping mall inside our website and you can make your order of Satan, Demons, and the End Times, a prophetic audio five-part series on CD that's available for you to purchase. We'd love to have you study along with us because as we continue to study God's Word, we become more and more aware of the fact that we are indeed living in the end times. You know, the next event to take place in the end times is the rapture of the church. There's no prophecy that has to be fulfilled before the rapture of the church. That could happen at any moment. And having said that, there's basically nothing else for me to say except let's keep looking up until...